This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than, a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. As always, the Stranger Than podcast logo art is brought to you by Cthulhu Art. The link will be in the show notes. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about vampires. A creature that needs no introduction. From the visceral apex predator as shown in 30 Days of Night, to the hive-minded puppets of the strain, to the sparkling pedophile pretty boys in Twilight. Vampires have taken on many forms in contemporary culture. However, the history and mythology of these monsters goes back very far into the past, way before Dracula was published in 1897. Today we're going to focus on the way back stuff. So if you're sitting there thinking while well, going on this podcast and when it ends, they're like, hey, you didn't really talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula. You didn't talk about Vlad the Impaler. You didn't mention Elizabeth Bathory. Don't worry, we have all that stuff that's going to come up in a future episode where we discuss more mainstream vampire stories. But today it's just kind of the myths, the history, where the legend, the legends of the legends, I guess. Right, because I love vampires and vampire stories almost as much as I love mermaids. Not quite. Well, what if there was vampire mermaids? <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. There probably is a story somewhere about something like that. I would be surprised if there wasn't. But I just feel like to try and cram it all, like both the the myths and the, the really old stuff and how it kind of evolves through history and some stories of people that were kind of like real live vampires, it would just be, I think it would be kind of doing a disservice to the subject to try and cram it all into one episode. Everyone is fairly familiar with the contemporary idea of a vampire anyway. Right. For and the most part, at least. So I really enjoyed doing this one to learn about some of the origins that are just not so well known. Shall we start off with a few vampire myths and creatures from the past? Sure. I'll start with... The Rikolakis. The Rikolakis is a Greek vampire. It can happen or be made when a person dies under a variety of circumstances, whether it be a stillborn infant. It could have been someone who died without receiving their final rites. If they were born or conceived on a holy day, they might be turned into one. Eating the meat of an animal wounded by a wolf or werewolf, or just having a generally sinful life, if an animal walks over your corpse. Interesting. And then if you're killed by one, of course. Of course. You know, something interesting that I learned, I never knew that revenant meant someone that like rose from the dead. Oh, yeah. It kind of puts a whole new spin on that uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Which, surprise, surprise. Yeah. I haven't seen. Oh, you haven't seen it? Oh, I my God. Seen it. It's so fucking good. But it kind of makes, if you watch the movie, it kind of makes sense now. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's where they got the term. Like, and that's how the term kind of applies to that movie. Oh, okay. I do want to watch that one. It's just 
you know. It's really fucking good. I mean, there's a fucking bear attack scene that's just like fucking insane. Is that the one where he's in the wilderness? Yeah, he's like a and fucking he's... he's like a fur per like a Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a fur trapper and trader and stuff. I Which, think I was never... That's a pretty harsh industry to be in. Yes. You watched that that one show with that Frontier. one Frontier, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's kind of like a frontiersman. Yeah, 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 totally. Mm-hmm. Well, the Recolacus are less like a revenant. They kill their victims by sitting on them and crushing them while they sleep. They'll eat all the food in your house and drink all your wine. People Dude, going to church. Assholes. Oh, they are. If the people go into church, they'll toss rocks at them and like talk shit to them. Uh, they're said to be kind of bloated with a ruddy looking complexion. I think this is just like somebody's like fucking stupid ass uncle. That's what it Possibly. sounds like. This is like Uncle Mike. Uncle you Mike's know? a dick. <laughs> uncle Mike comes into town and just behaves like a fucking dick. He eats all your fucking food. Drinks sit, your wine. Drinks your wine. He sits on you at nighttime and crushes you. Fucking Curses makes, at the churchgoers. Yeah, like fucking all your friends are probably there. Shows up to the school dance. Makes some bad jokes, humiliates you, and you're like, God, Uncle Mike, why don't you just fucking die and be out of my fucking life? Yeah. And then he turns into a fucking... Ricolacus. <laughs> At the time, actually, red hair and gray-eyed people were often accused of being of Ricolacus. Interesting. It's always interesting how people just don't like redheads. I know, right? It's like people just have a thing with gingers. Like, you know, it's the whole soul-eating thing, I believe. Right. Also, these critters would roam around villages at night and knock once on the door of a house. If no one came to the door after that knock, they would just go to the next house and knock once on that door. If someone does answer the door... They'll die in a few days and become a Recolacus themselves. If left to their own devices, these things can get more powerful, so it's really best to destroy them, which can be done by exercising, impaling, beheading, dismembering, or cremating. They also drink blood, but they don't. That's not like a big deal. It's not like an exclusive diet the, thing. It's that's not, not a dietary requirement. That's not the main point. <laughs> the main point of these critters is all the other shit they do. We also have. An Australian one. Its name is Yaramayihu. So is that like an aboriginal? Yes. It's this red-furred frogman with a giant head and a huge toothless mouth. At the end of its hands and feet are these suckers. Ew. And that's used to drain the blood of its victims. So this critter will hang out in a fig tree and wait for a large mammal, usually a person, to rest under the fig tree. Then they'll drop down on them and suck their blood. Through then, his hands? Yeah, with their hands. And then it swallows them whole. Has a drink of water. Has a nap. And then it pukes the victim back up. Who comes out shorter and with a reddish tint. The Yaramayihu does that a few times. And eventually the victim becomes one. These critters are only active during the day. And only eat live prey. So to avoid one of these things, you just play dead until sunset or, you know, don't go underneath a fig tree. Interesting. Yeah. We have an Albanian critter called a striga. And these nasty little bastards will suck the blood of a victim who then becomes ill and dies. The only way to counter this is if the striga spits in the victim's mouth. Gross. Gross. They also have the ability to turn into an insect, typically a bee or a fly or a moth. And they're oftentimes depicted as a woman with a mean look 
on her disfigured face, and she has a cape. Of course, it's like just some like fucking angry woman. Of course. It's thought that the creatures are created from women who are unable to have children and are envious of those who can. Hmm. The Catholic legend about these things say they can be destroyed with holy water with a cross in it. The Islamic legend says that reciting a specific verse from the Quran and spitting water on the shtiga will either kill it or at least send it on its way. The Republic of Albania is a country to the east of like the boot part of Italy over the water. Mm-hmm. Did anyone ever think of just giving it a baby? Maybe that'll make it like go away. Maybe. <laughs> or it'll just eat the baby. Yeah, well, a lot of like uh vampire folklore is women and specifically women that like to eat babies, so I'd eat a baby. <laughs> Gross. You're dead. <laughs> Only if it was cooked. We wouldn't just disgusting. eat a raw baby. That's that rude. Disgusting. One of the originals is Lilith. So she's from Hebrew legend and folklore and reportedly was the first wife of Adam before Eve was around. She's just the one that doesn't get discussed in the Bible, I guess. Apparently, she ran away from Adam. She left Adam to become queen of the demons. But in actuality, with the air quotes going on here, God banished her from the Garden of Eden because she refused to be, like, subservient to yeah. Adam. Yeah, so she was made from the same dust as Adam. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, motherfucker, I'm not going to do his bidding just because he's a man. Right. And God was like, fine, bitch, get out. Yep. And she was pissed off about that. Yeah, she was. And rightfully so. I mean, then along comes Eve, and even she is looked upon as being, you know, the one that created original sin and got them cast out of the garden of Eden. It's basically just a bunch of shit to try and put women in their place back in the day. Pretty much trying to like, you know, suppress women's independence and yeah, she took off. So after she left the, the, the garden, she went over the red sea and she started fucking demons and she would have a hundred demon babies a day. And God was not cool with that, and he wanted her to go back. And so he sent three angels after her. And they basically just said, if you don't get your ass back in line, we're going to kill your fucking kids. So she cursed the angels and told them to go fuck themselves. She wasn't going to go back. And that's when she was not then allowed to go into paradise ever. Back into paradise. But she probably didn't want to go back anyway. Yeah, because she's like, fuck that place. Fuck stupid Adam in the fucking Garden of Eden. Yeah, pretty much. And she was pissed. I mean, she was... I mean, it was just bullshit. So she declared war. She promised to kill children, torment men, and destroy families. And since she didn't eat the fruit, she's immortal. Well, good for Lilith. That's all I can say about that. She's normally depicted with a lion's head, wings, eagle talons, all kinds of shit like that. But in the last couple hundred years, she actually is shorn as a beautiful woman. Yeah, well, she probably was a beautiful, smart, independent woman if she ever existed. But I think she just only existed in the heads of stupid ass men that were trying to make a bunch of rules for their wives because they didn't like it when they showed that they had a fucking mind of their own. It's funny because priests used to like monks would sleep with crucifixes over their dicks to keep her at bay. (laughs) And uh, they felt they thought that when they had when a man had a wet dream. 
when he had nocturnal emissions that that was Lilith visiting him, stealing his semen so she could make demon babies. Interesting. I heard that they hung amulets on um, like baby cribs and stuff. Oh, to, yeah. Like, yeah. Ward her off. To so keep that her she back so she wouldn't be. So she wouldn't come and like eat your fucking baby. Yeah. There's a lot of like baby eating in the demonology and vampirism. I think a lot of people just like kill their babies and blame it on vampires. If you're yeah, like, I don't know. Opinion. It must have been a vampire. It must have been. I, it was Lilith. She totally came and ate my baby. Well, another person that is oftentimes that is kind of the same thing as Lilith, oftentimes they're referred to as the same person, is Lamastu. Mm-hmm. And she was first talked about about four, uh, around 4,000 years ago. Um, Assyrians, Babylonians, and Mesopotamians were the ones that believed in her. They thought she would steal or kill babies from people's homes. Shocker. Uh, she was blamed for miscarriages. And she sucked the blood from men, causing stellarity, nightmares, and disease. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, that was like a woman's problem if, you know, they couldn't get it up or they oh, were sterile. Oh, right. Obviously. Obviously. Well, you know, another uh, woman in vampire lore that also had the head of a lion was Sekhmet. And she is in ancient Egyptian mythology. So she is a goddess with a lion's head and was the daughter of the sun god Ra. That's interesting how Lamastu, Lilith, and her all have lion's heads. Mm-hmm. Basically, in the time of Sekhmet, all the mortals were conspiring against the gods and figuring out ways to try and bring them down and rule earth all on their own and Ra did not like that so he basically deployed Sekhmet to punish the humans on earth she did that with a lot of fucking enthusiasm so she would basically kill them and drink all their blood and when she started she couldn't stop oh and she almost ended humankind Jesus yeah so Ra basically had to trick her by dyeing the Nile River red with pomegranate juice and putting alcohol in there as well. So basically he fucking like <laughs> got her drunk. Was, he tricked her into thinking it was like a river of blood, but it was actually laced with alcohol and, the, and some other herbs wow. and mind altering substances. So the she, world's first roofie. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. So apparently she drank it all up and had such a feeling of euphoria that she never again had the urge to, kill mankind and she didn't that's lucky for us Mm-hmm. right yeah and there's one more woman in mythology that i have that was kali okay so she was a hindu goddess and basically her deal is that she developed a thirst for blood because she killed another demon called raktabiha she sliced him open and drank all his blood, and that's how she killed him. Hmm. So, and why again, not? she kind of went crazy. Yeah. Got a real bloodlust going on. Would kill men, women, whoever. Apparently, she had four arms and wings, and her skirt was made of, like, severed limbs nice. of her victims. I think I've seen pictures of her before. Yeah, and she has, like, a fucking skull necklace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's pretty badass. She is badass. And she was finally defeated by the god Shiva. Ah. And you know what's interesting is when I was reading about this, I was like, oh, 
Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Hmm. Remember, they worship the bad people were worshiping Kali again. Yeah. They stopped worshiping Shiva. That's right. And started worshiping Kali. And you went into the dra- the trance by drinking the blood of Kali. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. That may- movie makes more sense. You're like, oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being something where I'm like, oh, okay, this is just, you know. Some bullshit. It's not just some bullshit. It's not some bullshit. Yeah. It was actually kind of kind of rooted in a little bit of truth and legend. They have Kali. They have Lilith. They have Segment. So at first it seems like a lot of these uh, vampiresque goddesses are, you know, just that. Goddesses, women that are bloodthirsty, like to kill babies. Yeah, who doesn't, you know? But eventually, I think kind of at the onset of Christianity is when... They get demonized. Well, no, I think they're kind of demonized to begin with. But finally, it's where vampirism can kind of apply to both male and female people. Like, it can happen to anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody. It's not just angry women (laughs) feeding (laughs) feeding on men and mothers and babies. Well, there's another Hindu mythological creature vampire of sorts is a hindu and buddhist one it's called the vatala there are spirits that enter a corpse and gives it a bit of a joyride wild vatalas look like huge bats and they fly around looking for corpses that haven't had the proper rituals done to it normally you can find these guys hanging out near charnel grounds you know what a charnel ground is? I do not know what a charnel ground is. Please explain that. To That's me. where bodies are dumped to rot. Mm. It's like a graveyard that nothing gets covered up in. So you just you do your funeral lights on the body and you t- cart it off to this specific spot and let. So it's like a landfill of bodies, basically. Basically, they're said to have noble grace, and so you know they're all like, "Hello, madam," and stuff like that. You know, super polite. So they, they say hello, madam, even or whatever. though they're like I mean, giant like bird bat things. Well, after they steal the bodies. They're supposed to be quite, you know, courtly. Hmm. It's like, yeah, it stole a body and it was really creepy, but actually very good manners. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The Vitala are blamed for miscarriages and they are said to drive people mad and kill children. But they're also said to guard villages. Well, Kali was also, like, a mother goddess, too. Like, not only was she, like, the goddess of death. Right. Well, I guess that makes sense, because death being just a rebirth. Yeah. I guess, and, you know, that particular... And then, uh, same with uh, Sekhmet. She also, while being, you know, a goddess of death and punishment, was also known to be, like, a protector. Yeah. As well, so... (laughs) Kind of weird. Well, maybe it's kind of like that, you know, I brought you in and I'll take you out. Hey, yeah, I've heard that before. (laughs) You're going to like this one, Joanna. So the Vitala can also be created by forcing a spirit into a corpse. Just by you find a spirit, you find a corpse, jam the two together if you're like a Buddhist necromancer or whatever. The creature is a slave to the person who created it. There's actually extensive instructions on how to do this in Buddhist tantric scriptures. There's this practice called Karma Mudra that involves sex. I was going to say, this sounds awful a lot like Kama Sutra, except not right. at all in like tantric sex, but that I didn't think that involved like raising the dead or... Well, monks aren't allowed to have sex. 
They get around this. So they just this. like write about it or what? They get around this by creating a female Vitala, which is called a Vitali, and fucking it. Is this like a Tolva thing? No, they're taking a spirit, putting it into a dead body. So the dead body is now animate. Okay, so they're and then basically they're fucking, like, <laughs> the, the animated dead body. So it's just basically like necrophilia, except allegedly there's a spirit in it. Exactly. So at some point, it was decided that there this wasn't violating Vinaya, which is monks not being able to have sex with women. Just something as long like, as they're no, dead. No, it's cool. It's if you cool. can get the spirit in them, you, you can, can get fuck the them. spirit in their, their dead body, then you can fuck them. Yes. And since usually you can't like see spirits or anything it was just like yes i've infused the spirit into her dead body i'm saying the body i'm expecting the body has to be moving in order for them to do this stuff to it because yeah well bodies fucking move let let me let me let me carry this whole on you know yeah get you know get on to the last dance with mary jane shit i you know oh my god the point of this practice is to gain enlightenment this is enlightenment through sex and it's kind of sex with dead bodies and it's well it's self-defeating to try to use another person to get the enlightenment so it has to be the goal of both parties getting enlightened through this whole thing. Oh, the dead body is getting enlightened. Well, it's not this. dead. It's a vampire. It's it's animated. There's a spirit in it, Joanna. Weren't you listening? <laughs> I am listening, but I am not buying it like one little bit. I think just they just like to fuck dead bodies and that's <laughs> disgusting. And then they like fucking wrote about their fucking perverted well, escapades. There, there is a story that a Vitali was had gained enlightenment in this way and became a Buddha. Her name was Vajra Vitali. There's also uh, Rolangs, which are Tibetan Vitales. They are created the same way the wild Vitala is created. They just kind of hang out near charnel grounds and wait for a body that didn't have the proper rites done and grab it. But it takes a little while for these things to get going. So first they twitch around a bit, and then they'll try to sit up, and then they begin to mutter. I think that's rigor mortis and gas escaping from the body. Well, our friend Alexandra David Neal from the Tulpa episode, she was the one who made that Friar Tuck Tulpa, remember? Oh, yeah. Well, she says that if you hold the corpse down and bite off its tongue, you can halt the change. And she knows this how exactly. I'm assuming the body started twitching and got up and started moaning and she bit its fucking tongue off. Or she read about it somewhere and just, you know, rewrote it. I fucking hope so, because Jesus Christ. How gross is that? It's weird enough and to that's have a, a Friar Tuck Tulpa, but then, you know, it's like, oh, hey, you know, if a body's giving you shit, this is what you do. <laughs> bite off its tongue. Just bite off its fucking tongue and it'll shut the fuck up and comply. Apparently, you can also just perform the proper rites on it, and that'll stop the process, too. But what's the fun in that? When right. you could bite off a tongue. A dead person's tongue that's fucking gross it is fucking gross it's really gross did you read about the one the um the one from thailand that's like this i forget what it's called but it's basically like a rotting corpse that crawls along the ground with its using its tongue dragging its oh that's so fucked up yeah and just like looking for people like to feed on in their sleep (laughs) it's rude yeah but it actually uses its its tongue to propel itself along. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I didn't read about that one. Yeah, it, it's pretty gross. I, I just uh, read about it quickly in passing, but I was just like, oh, like, oh, what the fuck? It made me think about the grudge, like when that yeah, chick yeah. has her fucking like, tongue hanging out because her jaw got ripped off. Yeah, totally. I yeah. was thinking the same thing. Exactly. That's what comes to mind. And then she's just kind of crawling along the ground, like using that to like haul herself. It's fucking A. Ew. There was the Aztec one. It's called the Sivatateo. 
and they are said to be noble women who died during childbirth. They appeared all shriveled and pale. Their arms and hands are covered with white chalk, and they wear threadbare dresses adorned with crossbones. I wonder what the chalk has to do with anything. I'm not sure. Maybe it's not I chalk, think it's, just... it's lie. Well, no, it's chalk. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure it's chalk? Well, that's what it said, is that it was chalk. <laughs> it didn't say it was lie. It seems like it would be lie. But, you know, the Aztecs used a lot of chalk in their body paint and stuff, probably. Oh, okay. Because, you know, you always see the pictures and they're, like, painted up and shit, so I'm imagining. I'm thinking about, like, lie, like, you know, to help bodies Oh, yeah, decompose. yeah. Yeah. Or just drag them someplace and let them rot, like <laughs> they do in some places. The body landfill. Unless they happen to see someone real pretty get dumped in there, and then it's like, oh, hey, did you see someone do the rites? I didn't see no rites being performed. Holy shit. (laughs) Let's get a spirit in this one. Yep. Fucking gross. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, these creatures stalk the land. They attack children who will die of some kind of wasting disease shortly after. Mm -hmm. I think there's just like, you know, a lot of people died in childbirth. A lot of babies died for children for various diseases. How else do you explain things like tuberculosis if you don't know about germs science, and right? shit? Yeah, it's just all kind of like, oh, okay, well, obviously some demon or spirit is at play here. They'll also fuck men in their sleep and basically use them as sperm donors, and then the child is a born a vampire. Wow. Yeah. So more, more like, reasons for nocturnal Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, I had this crazy dream. Oh, no. God damn it. I was attacked. <laughs> Of course, we have the Strigoi, which are the Romanian mythological vampires, and that's what they think Bram Stoker based his vampires on. They can be living or dead, however, and they can turn into an animal, become invisible, and drain blood. Those are also the vampires that were in the show The Strain. That's what they called them. Oh, I never saw that show. Oh, it's pretty good. I heard it was good, though. It's pretty good. If you have need a show to binge, I would say you should binge it. I think it's on Hulu. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's... One of the better modern-day vampire stories out there, I think. Yeah. It's I don't real... like anything that can become invisible. That's just not playing fair. It's not. It's super rude. It is. Like, fuck all that. The Estries are a female vampire in Jewish folklore. They're beautiful women who drink blood for sustenance. Children and baby blood, mostly. Of course. But any, really, any human blood will do. Probably, like, the blood of the innocents has, like, more... It's sweeter, just tastier. Yeah, it just tastes so good. It's believed that they kill pregnant women out of spite and seduce and sometimes rape men just to do it. Just for fun. They're also able to change into animals. And apparently they can fly if their hair is unbound. It's fairly simple to kill them, though. You just cannot kill them by any conventional means. However, to keep them dead, you either need to pack their mouths with dirt, cut off their head, or burn them. I wish I could fly every time I let my hair down. Yeah, me too. My hair is flowing free right now. You would just be sitting on my ceiling. That's right. We'd have to figure out a different way to. I would just be floating right now instead of kind of half sitting, half laying uncomfortably on this fucking chair because you haven't gotten a goddamn chase lounge yet. You're always. It's always always the chase lounge. I want something where I can fucking recline because I am fucking tired. So you just fucking pass out? No, just so <laughs> that I don't have to, like, sit up anymore, because I just don't want to. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe someday. It's been a long day. I just want to lay down. Maybe someday. Revenants are dead returning to haunt the living. 
These are gross, rotting corpses with sunken eyes that glow red. Maggots and worms inhabit the creature and can be seen in the skin and the exposed innards. Its teeth are rotted, fingernails broken and jagged, but it somehow still maintains enough of its former appearance that family members can recognize it. The Revenant drinks blood and is blamed for disease. Of course. Writings about the Revenants make claim of them rising from the grave and walking around, sometimes calling out the names of those who are about to die, other times visiting family and friends in their rooms. Just shows up, just like, hey, what's up? What's up? How's it going? And it's like, dude, you're fucking dead. You're getting guts and shit all over my house. Like, gross, dude. Clean up your fucking guts. Pretty easy to kill these things, too. You just dig up the body and just, you know, dismember it, burn it, both. Well, you don't even have to dig it up, apparently, because it's walking around. I guess if you can catch it or if you can kill it then. Right. They say normally you've got to wait until But it until has to, like, go back to its grave. I think it's easier to, to do it when they're or... asleep or whatever, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're not fighting back and trying to, like, bite you and claw well, you. that's a common theme in vampire lore is that they have to go back to their, like, coffins to, yep. to sleep. Yep. And that's the time when a vampire is most vulnerable when they're sleeping in their coffins i would say that most things are most vulnerable while they're asleep i know i don't want to talk about that That or in the shower that freaks me out i don't want to talk about it or on the toilet yeah that's a vulnerable time it's more when you're sleeping though i fucking hate it i i i love sleeping but i also hate the thought of being attacked in your sleep yes yes i don't think anyone is just man that would be wonderful i was just attacked in my sleep right oh my god I have a myth about the first vampire, according to the Greeks. Tell us about your vampire myth. Tell us the story of the first vampire. Actually, it's not a... Yeah, it's, it's an Italian guy. His name is Ambrogio. He had never left Italy, but he wanted to go to Delphi, to Delphi, Greece, to visit the Oracle and have his future told. When he grew to adulthood, he hopped on a boat and went to Greece. Is yeah. this one of the oracles that, like, you know, is, like, the really hot oracles, like, like from, like, Sparta? It's from Delphi. Like, I don't know, maybe. I don't know how hot they are. Didn't you watch the movie 300? Yeah. Okay, well, the oracles. Yeah, I don't know hot. if, but I don't know if these ones are. They're hot oracles that had to be, like, fucked by, like, monsters or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't say if these oracles actually had to be fucked by monsters or not. Just curious. Yeah. Go on. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Uh, he had a bunch of adventures and whatnot, and eventually made it to the Oracle's temple. The Oracle had a few strange things to say to him. The curse, the moon, the blood will run. Oh, dear. This tripped Ambrogio out. That sounds like a period, actually. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> She's like, come back, I'm in a bad mood and I've got yeah, cramps. Yeah, it's the fucking curse, fucking moon, the blood is flowing. Let's do this some other time. Yeah, some strapping Italian guy right steps in and she's like, oh, for the love of God, really? Yeah, like seriously. <laughs> he just sat outside the temple trying to figure out what the fuck she meant. Because he doesn't know about periods. He doesn't. He thought it was like the unclean time or something. So he's, you know, as happens when one is awake longer than you thought, the sun suddenly comes up and he's like, gotta go to sleep. And so he leaves her town. And on the road back, he sees some smoking hottie heading towards the temple. So naturally, he introduces himself. He's like, hey, how you doing? Exactly. She was employed by the temple. It was her sister that was the oracle, and she, Celine, took care of her while she was doing oracle stuff. Ambrosio met up with her before work for the next few days, and they fell in love. And the night before he left, he asked her to marry him. And she was like, yeah, I'll marry you. Strapping Italian guy. 
So their plan was to meet at dawn and they were going to get on the boat and head back to Italy together. Well, Apollo the sun god, whose temple it was, and whose power allowed for these prophecies spoken by the oracle, was pretty pissed that some jackass would come and take one of his employees. Especially because he was kind of into her as well. Right, I'm telling you, these chicks are fucking hot. Well, this is the, the sister, not the oracle itself. This mm. is the sister. He probably surrounded himself with all sorts of hot fucking chicks. Oracles. He's Apollo. He's the fucking sun god yeah. <laughs> or the fire god or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, his sister is probably fucking hot. Yeah. Well, he was into her, so he's a god. Mm-hmm. At sunset, Apollo jumps Ambrosio and curses him. Henceforth, the sun will burn Ambrosio's skin. And that's going to make it very hard for him to meet Selene. So now he has to only walk the earth at nighttime. Yep. So he lost his shit and he's headed off to a nearby cave, which just so happened led to the underworld. Mm. And he just happened to run into Hades, who lent him a friendly ear. Oh, what's going on, bro? Tell me all your fucking problems. And guess what? Hades makes him a deal. Like, yo, I think I've got a solution to your problem. If Let you, me help you out with this. If you bring me Artemis's silver bow, I'll let you and Selene hide out in the underworld. But that wasn't it. Hades gave a magical bow and 11 arrows to Ambrosio to hunt with. What he's got to do is offer the kills to Artemis to gain her favor and then steal the bow. Of course, he couldn't just take this bow without some kind of collateral. He's just going to hold on to your soul for a bit, you know, Ambrosio? If you don't get the silver bow, you don't get your soul and you're stuck on the underworld, champ. You're mine forever, basically. Yep. Why that... do I feel like this is not going to go Ambrosio's way? Anytime you're dealing with the Greek gods, you, you're fucked, basically. Anytime you're dealing with the, the devil or underworld, I mean, they're going to screw you over. Those guys just, like, live to screw people over. And this isn't even the end of it. So far, sun god. Sorry, bro. You can't go into the daylight any fucking more. Sunlight's going to burn the shit out of you. Hades, I got your soul. Here's a fucking bow and some arrows go steal from artemis well ambrosio kills a swan and writes selena note with a quill made from one of the swan's feathers and using its blood for ink the letter he explains his predicament and he uh stashes it someplace and writes also 44 love poems for her over a number of days composing these light writing tools killing the swan offering it to artemis the 45th night and his last arrow, he shoots at a swan and misses it. In a fit of maturity, he falls to the ground and cries. Lucky well, for him. I don't think it, I mean, that's not immature. I'd be like, God damn it, too. I'd probably be like fucking pissed and crying. Yeah, maybe. Don't be putting him down. Like, he just fucking like fucked his shit up. Like, that's his chance is gone. His soul is now belonging to fucking Hades. And not quite. belonged to Hades. Not quite. Artemis had been impressed with him and his devotion. You know, he'd been, he wrote 44 letters, he killed 44 swans. Each swan he offered to Artemis over 44 days. So she appears to him, seeing if she could help him out. Ambrosio said he needed the bow and arrow to kill one last swan and write one last love poem to Selene. So Artemis lent him her silver bow and an arrow. So he ran like hell back to the cave that, you know, led to the underworld. It's like, thank you. Goodbye. Okay. He didn't make it. Artemis is a fucking goddess. 
She it's figured like, out where the fuck do you think you're going? Right. She didn't take her long to figure out what was going on, and cursed Ambrosio. You are trying to steal my bow. Right. So she cursed Ambrosio that silver would burn his skin. So he dropped her shit and collapsed in agony. Now, now no he sunlight. Can't walk in the daytime. Can't touch silver. silver burns him, and he doesn't have a soul. Because that belongs to Hades now. Yep. Artemis listens to Ambrosio beg for her forgiveness, and he tells her the whole Apollo, Selene, Hades shitstorm he was in. Now she has a deal for him. She'll give him the speed of the gods, the strength of the gods, and fangs. That way he can more easily make this blood ink from his kills. Which sounds wonderful. All he has to do is get Selene from Apollo's temple, and then they would have to worship exclusively Artemis. Oh, and Artemis is a virgin goddess, so they can't touch, they can't kiss, they can't fuck. It seems like Ambrosio is just like a pawn that's being used among all these, like, you know, big wig yeah. gods and goddesses. Well, he agrees because, I mean, what are you going to do? Because he's a fucking dumbass. I would just like, you know, like, what the fuck is going on with Selene? She must have a fucking magic pussy. That's all I can say. I don't think he's, I don't know if he's ever even seen it. And at this point, he'll never be able to because I guarantee you don't fucking go that nuts over somebody you never fucked. Okay, that's possible. I mean, this is a long this time is ago. This is Roman mythology or Greek. Greek mythology. Yeah, they're all about fucking. They are all about fucking. This isn't like some fucking like Catholic fucking bullshit. <laughs> all right. Right. Well, he, he writes totally fucked her. She had a magic pussy. That's why he's going so nuts. He writes a blood note, another blood note to Celine, and so she knows what the plan is. The plan is she's going to go to the ship at the port, and she'd get on. This ship was Ambrosio's, and he would be inside a coffin in the hull. She'd tell the captain to leave port when she got there, and then they'd open the coffin at night. This was all done. The couple was happy. The ship went to Ephesus, where they lived in it. That's a city. Uh, they lived there for a time, worshipped Artemis, didn't touch, nothing like that. Selene gets old and sick and starts to die. Ambrosio, of course, is immortal from all his dealing with the gods, and so he begs Artemis for help. She thanks him for years of dedication by telling him he can touch Selene just once to bite her neck and drink her blood. Her mortal body will die, but from that point forward, anyone who drinks his blood would become immortal. He didn't really want to do it, but he told Selene the score, and she insisted. He did as she asked, and her spirit rose to the moon, and she became the goddess of moonlight. The drinking of her blood by Ambrosio combined their blood, and now any that drank their blood would become a vampire. Unfortunately, these newly created vampires also lost their souls to Hades. Like, that's just what happened. If they wanted their souls back, they'd have to go to the underworld to get them, but then they would be stuck. Forever. I don't know that, but I'm just imagining. Yeah, he doesn't let you go unless you... Once you're down in the underworld, you're not. There's some exceptions, but for the most part, yeah. There's not much in the Bible about vampires, really. I mean, there's a few mentions of sharp teeth and a few that talk about not eating blood, but nothing directly talking about vampires, really, which was I was kind of shocked by. Right. The Bible reference that I had was kind of looking through, like when it kind of changed over from, like, you know, these, like, these angry women goddesses that had this thirst for blood and mayhem over to when it was both men and women could be 
affected by vampirism. And the first time you see the word vampire is in 1047 in a Russian text. Ah. Yeah. And it's actually kind of like pure, like U-P-Y-R. The quote from Ecclesiastes, blood is the life. And so this is how the vampires sustain their life is by drinking the blood of others. If it's in the New Testament, it could be like the whole reference to drinking the, you know, the yeah. blood of Christ. Yeah. Blood is the life. Yeah. Fucking weird shit, man. That's all I have, though. <laughs> I, did, I didn't look up whether it was in the Old Testament or New Testament. But basically, as Christianity started to take over... Yeah. That that's kind of a thing. That's kind of a theme in Christianity. Right. That, you know, blood is alive and vampires drain you of life in order to sustain their own. Funny, you lose your blood and you die. I know. Imagine that. In more recent times, a very unique grave was found at an archaeological dig site on the Greek island of Lesbos. Under Lesbos. A... Lesbos? Lesbos. 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 It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was pretty interesting when I was trying to do some more research on, you put in like Lesbos vampires. Yeah, and it didn't actually. And it actually got some interesting search results. Yeah, a little bit, of, little bit of pornography popped up there. Mm -hmm, just a little bit. Yeah, it's not Lesbos. It's Lesbos. It's a Greek island. It's an island, yes. Under a city wall, a small crypt was built into the foundation. Inside was a coffin that had been weighed down with big rocks on it, like on top of the lid. Yes. They popped it open, and they found a corpse that had been nailed to the coffin with long iron spikes. Like eight inches long iron spikes. They, he had a spike going through his neck, his pelvis, and ankle. And through the neck, it wasn't... Not like the throat area, but down closer to your chest. So right right above the uh, the breastplate. Right. Kind of like collarbone. Yeah. Yeah. I looked. I, I, hopefully they did it when he was already dead. I think they did. I think that was the whole point was that he's dead and they wanted him to fucking stay dead. They had uncovered around 50 bodies previous to finding this one in 1988, though some sources do say it was 1994. None of the others had been treated this way at all. It's believed that people at the time thought this guy was not going to stay dead, so they nailed him in place to make sure he wasn't going anywhere. And as a failsafe, they put rocks on the lid. Now, in 1999, they found another grave site in a churchyard. There was two or three corpses there, but one specifically stood out because in the coffin, they found two of similar iron spikes, but they weren't nailed through him they it were just, just kind placed of a, to either yeah. side of him it was just kind of chilling there yeah and so they think it was a talisman of some sort to keep him from rising he was also pretty hideously deformed yeah they had some lady uh analyze the bones and they found he had severe facial deformities some lady she was a fucking doctor okay all right some <laughs> doctor lady and he had f facial deformities of his nose and jaw and it also looked like he had some kind of fungal infection in his brain or rabies or something. Either way, he looked odd and probably acted like a whack job. Like, and, yeah, like, just probably just, he wasn't doing well. No. So people probably sort of just thought he was going to become a vampire after death. Like, just in case. It was not these like iron stakes. Let's throw yeah, some just iron toss them in there just in case. 
it was unclear to me as to exactly when these two people were buried, like chronologically, how far apart. So I don't know if maybe because they were found in two different areas of the island. Yeah, and as so. Well. And there were sources that said that the the first guy that they nicknamed Vlad was in an 18th century Turkish graveyard. But then there were also are sources that said it was from Ottoman times. I believe that is, that's the same thing because they were the Ottoman Turks. The Ottoman Turks. Was a, was a big empire that was around. It was around, but then there there were ones that said it was like medieval, like an, a medieval era corpse, which right. would have been a lot earlier than the 18th century yes it would have been not the 1700s yeah yeah did you uh, see what they said about the second one that was found like did it did they specify a date there i didn't get a, a date as to when the second one what i had thought is perhaps people had learned that they didn't need to nail the people to the corpse because i'm assuming in many cases they came back to check on them not in this, in, in the one they called Vlad, not in his particular right, case. Right, they because sure, they put shit a fucking, made sure, like, nobody was opening that They built the wall, uh, the the wall on top of it, so. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't know anything about him, really. They knew he was, I think, 40 to 50 and a laborer of some sort, so he, yeah, was, in he was in fairly like, good shape. Yeah, he was, fit. Had a decent diet, so. Which is crazy, they can tell all that shit just from bones. Oh, yeah, well, they can, um, there's, like, muscle striations on your bones mm. that you can like tell like yeah like, how big your muscles were totally uh where they uh at like the point of attachments interesting on your bones interesting that makes sense yeah it does i mean it doesn't mean it's like an easy thing to do like i mean goddamn, oh yeah you gotta no. be pretty Sh- fucking had, expert to like pull from the fucking bone doctor and be like, oh yeah it. he had fucking like super nice muscles i wouldn't know the fucking difference all right the tiny little you know marks on the on the bones yeah, there these, to... bro- these bones are dirty <laughs> So I don't know if maybe they learned later they they just needed to put these spikes in there uh, for reasons we'll talk about in a little bit here. So, you know, who knows? They certainly don't. It's Professor Hector Williams was the archaeologist that was in charge of this whole site. And he found some writings of an 1860s British vice consulate named Charles Thomas Newton. There is an island adjacent to Mytilene, which is the city that the international airport is. I think it's the main city on the island. On Lesbos. Yes. Well, it's actually more like an islet. Okay, not an island. Because it's really tiny. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, it's, it's, Thanks it's Captain. Pronounced, it, well, it's pronounced like, not pronounced, but it's spelled like islet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but I'm going to assume that the S is silent, much like island. You don't say island. No. Or probably not islet. It's probably islet. It probably is. Mm-hmm. Because it's a tiny little little guy there where there is an islet adjacent to mytilene where the inhabitants <laughs> would reinter the bones of those quote who would not lay quiet in their graves he continues to say this is useful because vampires cannot cross salt water the islet is called nisidia pamphalon professor williams flew in a plane over the island and said that he saw indications of buried structures i looked it up on like satellite images of the island mm-hmm. and i there was nothing else on it, but you could see kind of squares, square shapes. Looked like perhaps walls at some point. Well, Hector but I don't is know. the fucking archaeologist, he so I'm going to like, you know. And I couldn't find anything about if they got to go to that island. Islet. I know. I wanted to know, like, did they get to go to the island? Did they find islet. anything there? The islet, sorry. God damn it. 
<laughs> but yeah, I was dying to know. Did they find anything there? But apparently, if they did, they, they ain't telling. If they, I mean, maybe he's still trying to get funding. Although this, like, I hate thinking about how long ago 1994 was. I was 15. But for whatever reason, somebody sure as shit was convinced that old Vlad was going to rise from the dead. And took great care to make sure that he fucking didn't. Now, there are several instances where people have treated corpses in this way in order to make them not rise up again, so to speak. Apparently, people just pop up in graves. Well, there's reasons for that. Number one, expansion. Right, yeah. Okay, church expands. They need to dig up the graves. And then they the, have you seen those bone tombs? Yes. Holy fuck. Osseries, yeah. Oh my god, there was that one that was in um It's in Czech, like in Prague. Yeah. And it has the giant bone chandelier. That is fucking awesome. Oh I my would god. Love to see that. They have the catacombs in Paris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're not just bones tossed in there. They're all No, they're all lined stacked. up and they're like sorted according to bone they're like in designs like they're they're very um you know they're all over europe mm-hmm. that was a normal thing to do yeah the church would need to get bigger so they just dig everything dig up. everything up and toss it in the crypt right because after a certain amount of time there's only going to be bones left so. exactly and i guess in i don't know if they do that in america or not but to this day and all over the world people will dig up the bodies after two or three years and put them in a mausoleum or something mm-hmm I don't know if I I have no idea if that's I've never. Had I don't to think do that's that, like but... a thing that's done in America. Or who knows? I mean, I don't know. I Maybe... mean, I know they bury people like on top of each other in like the same, like plot or whatever. It's a well, it's a plot, but there's like a thing inside the plot. Um, like the coffin? No, not the coffin. It's like the um, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. There's like kind of like a metallic structure like in there, and then they put the coffin in that thing. Sepulture? No. There's just a, okay. There's a there's a common name for it, and I can't fucking think of what it is. All right, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so, but no, here in America, I mean, we don't do that. You spend like a shitload of money to put somebody in a nice coffin, and then they're interred in the little tank thing under the ground and that's where they stay yeah and they can stack people one on top of the other within this structure under the ground right sort of but like they a... don't go digging people up so it's kind of yeah. like maybe an underground bunker where they can just have a spot places to put coffins yes like a septic tank of sorts yes because they don't want like the coffins necessarily like rotting you know the coffins and its contents rotting in directly into the ground right, right so there's like a metal like holding i see tank basically yeah, under yeah. the the plots gotcha. and so they they'll stack one on top of the other they'll reopen it to put another coffin on top of it but they're not going to pull what's already in there out generally unless there's a specific reason to do so exactly but not like in other places where they will They'll just like dig, dig up that... their dead and then take them to the whatever. Yeah, and then just take the bones and yeah, and and put it in like the mausoleum or the ossuary. Yeah, yeah. Bone crypt is another word for it. 
But people are digging up these bodies shortly thereafter in many cases. Mm-hmm. And what they're seeing is freaking them out. Right, because sometimes people just don't decompose in the way that you think that they will. You pop it open, they've got hair growth, their fingernails are longer, the body oftentimes looks kind of gorged. And that's just all different stages of the decomposition process, basically. The skin dries out, pulls away, it has like kind of a taut... Looks like someone had a facelift. Right, exactly. Your skin's all nice and tight. And your body, since you're decomposing, it gets filled with gas, and so you look like you're actually doing pretty good. Yeah, and it can actually make noises and move, too. Yep, yep. Rigor mortis is not a permanent thing. No, it's like a temporary condition. The nail growth, that's also the skin retracting, and the same with the hair growth. It's, It's the skin shrinking away, so it exposes more skin and nails that was already there. And it's normally on men that the hair growth is noticed since of facial hair. The facial hair, hair yeah. thing, yeah. Unless you happen to be like, or unless you were like a woman with an unfortunate hormone problem. Yes, that's true. <laughs> the jaw can go slack when rig- rigor mortis is done, so the mouth is open. Maybe the eyes, eyelids pop open, so you open this fucking grave and there's this big fat thing. It's got blood on its mouth. Its eyeballs are open. Its mouth is open. Yeah, and the blood around the mouth would be just, you know... Bubbling, escaping goo. Yeah, Yeah. basically from your organs rotting. And so it's possible that people would think, oh, maybe this guy's going to be a vampire. We put these two spikes in there. And so as the body expands, the spikes poke into the belly, releasing the gas and allowing everything to dry out and rot quicker. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they saw, oh, shit, popped open that coffin. Dude's obviously not going to be a vampire. These talismans work. Right. A couple other ways that people try to ensure that the dead would not rise again is there's two bodies that were found in Kiltsheen, Ireland. And they dated from around the 8th century. So pretty fucking old. That's pretty fucking old. Mm-hmm. So it was an archaeological team, like in the early 2000s, I believe, that went out there and they were looking for, I don't know, they were trying to excavate some, like, bishop's house or something like that. They were, they were trying to find something else, but then they stumble across these bodies. And I just so enjoy learning about stuff like this because I've always wanted to be, like, an archaeologist. Right. I still want to be one to, like, this day, one day, maybe, if I ever have time to go back to college. All you need is a bullwhip and a fedora. (laughs) Right. It belongs in a museum. It does belong in a museum. But, yeah, I mean, when I went to London as a teenager and went to Westminster Abbey and they had all these, like, really old sarcophaguses from, like, way back in the day, all I wanted to do was, like, open those things up so bad. I wanted to see, see what was inside. inside. Yeah. Yes, I was dying to see what was inside. And so I'm watching these things where they're discovering uh, these bodies on these archaeological digs. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I would give anything to be right there digging up this dead body right now. Because, I mean, I actually kind of, like, hate dead bodies because, like, gross. And, but if they're really and dead, smell. But if it's they're not really, that big of a deal. If they're good and dead and they're just bones left, like, Yeah, that's, that's not a big deal. That's cool. I want to go to that fucking place in Prague. I want to... Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. I want to go to the catacombs in Paris where they have, like, a million fucking... The one in schools. Prague is the biggest one in Europe, and they say that it has up to 70,000 different people's people, body yeah. parts. Yeah, yeah. Just crazy shit. So, 
we find these skeletons. They're uncovering them. And it is crazy to look at because guess what they did to these two bodies? They didn't stake them. They're discovered with giant fucking rocks shoved into their jaw cavity. Oh, damn. Yeah. And it just looks gory as fuck. Well, that's it's like these big, like kind of like softball. It's like kind of like the, the size of a softball. It's probably derived from one of the ones we were talking about, how you jammed the mouthful of dirt to keep it from rising. Right. Well, and that was part of the another like a mythological thing about feature of vampires was that they could like chew through their burial shroud. Oh, yeah. And so you jam a rock in there. So you jam a giant rock in their mouth so they can't open and shut their mouth. There's no chewing. Yeah, there's That's no crazy. chewing involved. That must have been crazy to find. You're just like, oh, here's a, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like, oh, here's a skeleton. It's like, holy shit. What the fuck? You know, because, yeah, it's just sitting there. And, I mean, its jaw is, like, super distended. And there's, like, this big softball-sized fucking rock wow. placed directly in Man. it. Yeah. Pretty fucked up shit. So, reading more about this discovery in Ireland, some archaeologists are saying that there must have been another reason to have jammed the rocks in these two bodies, because since they're from, like, the 8th century, that predates European vampire lore. Okay. But there was another skeleton that was found in Southwell, Nottinghamshire, so somewhere in England. England. Yeah. And this was from this was actually found in 1959, but the report on it just recently surfaced, like in the last decade or something. And the skeleton was from anywhere between 550 to 700 AD. Okay, so that was that was that was pre medieval. Yes, pre medieval, as was the ones from the eighth century. Yeah. I mean, that would also be like, you know, around 780. Yeah. If I'm doing my you centuries are. That's correctly. totally right, yeah. Okay. So this one was discovered with metal spikes jammed through the heart, shoulders, and ankles. Huh. Both so ankles So this was more ankle? like a Vlad yeah. deal done on this skeleton in Nottinghamshire from like 780. So, whereas maybe the rock in the mouth, like, they thought maybe they were victims of the plague and being all, like, pre-medieval, they were just like, okay, we can prevent this from happening by shoving a giant rock in their mouth. Because this would be after the Roman Empire was there, too, so there would be a big loss of knowledge in the area. Right. It's pretty primitive. It's like, okay, let's just shove this rock in its mouth and that'll prevent... Whatever. Whatever from spreading to, like, other people or something. I don't know. But I think it also makes sense because there's been other burial sites where they found rocks or bricks in the mouth because of the the whole like chewing. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one that they found in the Czech Republic, it was 14 bodies that either had metal spikes or heavy stones upon them. These were dated back to the 11th or 12th century. So metal metal spikes through their heart and and right. heavy stones. And heavy stones. Just on the the body. Mhm. They couldn't get up. <laughs> right. Stake to the ground. Uh, 11 and 12th century. So that kind of makes sense. It that's around the time that you first see stuff written. Yeah, yeah. 
about vampires. So that definitely makes through. sense time wise, but the other skeletons as far as European vampires. Mhm. I mean, there's been vampire stories. Right, and I'm thinking like if the Romans did conquer there at one place. I mean, the Romans had their own, you know, I'm actually not sure if the Romans got all the way to Ireland though, now that I think about it. Hmm. I know they got to like Britain area, England in that area. But I'm not sure if they actually made it over to Ireland or not. Hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. Interesting. But the British did. And so maybe they spread right. that. Right. I that mean, just because I don't know. Th- there's no like written evidence of. Or archaeological evidence. Right. But that if there does, was like. That doesn't mean that people didn't believe that it could happen. Especially right. if they're uneducated about the decomposition process. Which I'm sure most people, almost uh, everyone probably was. Yeah. And so maybe they don't even think it's a vampire, but they think it's some it's some kind of spiritual thing. Whatever that the happens. fuck it is, whatever it is the fuck no it good. is that causes yeah. bodies to to rise up from the grave or to make noise or do all sorts of weird, creepy things. And now imagine you see knows? this bloated ass body and you, John, shake and it, like, and, like, uh, and then you know. yeah, some of the gas escapes through its mouth and makes a noise uh, and you just shit yourself right it's like you know what let's just shove a big fucking rock in there make sure he's good yeah dead. we don't want these things to get back up right i can i can see where it's just like let's just put a rock in it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck a, it just put put this big heavy thing on it It'll yeah probably I, it's hard pile to up it's, some stones on it bury it would be good It'll be right good. now these these 14 bodies in the Czech Republic they were all young adults basically and all seemed to have died around the same time so it was probably some sort of endemic that yeah an epidemic of some sort an epidemic of some sort yeah you catch a cold and if it's bad enough then you know most of your family could die and then it probably was you know like hey let's blame the vampires because exactly it started even when you see it first in in the russian literature it's basically a catch-all for anything your crops fail it's a vampire and say oftentimes Kids die vampires and oftentimes so a family member dies say he dies of tuberculosis you just kind of slowly waste away mm-hmm. and not even all the time is it that slowly so you've got tuberculosis dead he's given it to other people when he was alive and so they think he's coming back because now they have the wasting sickness so obviously they're being visited by john or whoever mm-hmm. also you decide to move the body for whatever reason you open it up and it looks healthy Looks how he got fucking blood around its mouth. It has all these. It's taken on all these weird physical features. And then you stab it, right? And it deflates, and so it looks like you've killed it now. I can see where it happens. Yeah. Also, it just seems that people were buried alive like a shitload. And fuck that. Oh my god. Totally fuck that. But people died like the plague. I mean. They're trying to get people in the ground as quickly as possible because they're just dying left and right. Oh, yeah. There's more dead people than not. Right. And they're just trying to get them in the ground. And so a lot of times they weren't quite dead. So what happens again? They're moving the bones. And it's pretty evident that this person was actually alive. Fingernail marks on the inside of the coffin. Fingernail marks on the inside of the coffin. Probably their fingers 
are all fucked up from yeah trying the to body is moved positions i read a couple accounts and these were from like later like from like the 18 like the late 1800s oh my god so a lot of times they're going to be found face down they're buried alive when they open up the coffin again Probably, I would imagine you turn around, you flip over face down so you can try and use your back. Yeah, yeah. To get the lid off, which obviously doesn't work. People would have their hair ripped out in clumps. Just because they're freaking out. Yeah, biting off the tips of their fingers. Oh, man. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. So let's, like, go back. Several hundred years before even that shit's happening. You're even worse at diagnosing whether somebody's alive or dead. <laughs> yeah. So I'm imagining it's happening, like, a lot. That's and... probably where all the, the funerary right of wakes or whatever came about. Yeah, they leaves. tried to do all these, like, safeguards against burying people alive, which I guess really didn't work a whole lot through the centuries because it was happening, like, up to the early 20th century that's fucking ridiculous yeah <laughs> so it happened a lot that's fucking ridiculous. it happened a lot but i'm guessing yeah there's some ancient lore going on legends of whatever liliths and collies and secrets and whatever your those fucking critters are called oh man all kinds of them all kinds of them all kinds of things that are going to rise from the dead to kill you take your blood whatever and then you have all these things that you actually see for yourself when you're moving bodies because like quote unquote evidence yeah quote unquote evidence and because you know you deal with death a lot oh yeah death was very common yeah and you dealt with it hands-on yes because you didn't have anyone else to help you unless you had a good friend undertakers no Someone yeah. would have to dress the body and prepare it. You washed the body yourself. You prepared it for burial yourself. And then often you dug it back up yourself to move it to make room for someone else. Yep. yep. And at that point, then you're seeing all this evidence like, oh, maybe this corpse looks really fresh. Like, what the fuck's up with that? Mm-hmm. Why are there claw marks here? Yeah. So don't have any science really to explain it all. So I can see where... It got to be like, okay, we're going to take some fucking precautions here. Yeah, here's some spikes. Like, we'll nail it to the, the, the coffin. Yeah. So if, if there was any suspicious behavior before death or the death itself was suspicious. Better safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. Let's shove a fucking giant rock in its mouth. Let's nail it down to the coffin. Put rocks on the coffin. Mm-hmm. Bury it under a wall. Yeah not taking any chances no. also not facing east which is weird i didn't know that back in the day you always buried people facing east because that was towards the holy land or whatever yeah because yeah. like you know you everyone was gonna come again and be or is that from where the dead. or is that where jesus comes from it's like a jesus east. thing it's yeah a jesus yeah thing. jesus is coming from the east it's a christianity so... thing yeah well, the Holy Land for all the Abrahamic religions are basically in the same place. Well, right. Or exactly the same right. place. But it's it's basically, I think, specifically because At the, the end sun of rises day. in the east. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus is going to rise up. All the living and the dead are going to, you know, we talked about this in, in the last episode. the end episode. of days. Yeah. The end of days. So you want to make sure that your body is facing east when buried. 
except for like these what they call deviant burials where you weren't facing east and you had fucking shit shoved into your mouth and you were <laughs> nailed to the fucking coffin under a wall and under a wall yeah because for whatever reason there people were convinced that you might just be one of those revenants or vampires or what have you what have you and well vampires aren't the only thing that survives off blood there are some real life animals that do it and not just vampire bats and not just vampire bats mosquitoes and leeches everyone knows about those mm-hmm. mosquitoes everyone hates fuck mosquitoes leeches are gross ticks 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 Ew. also gross bed bugs Ew. Uh, louse fleas, fleas. There is a uh, vampire moth, <gasps> which is a moth that drinks blood. Oh my god, is it big? It's not giant, but it's it's like a regular sized moth. It fucking bites you. Yeah. Do I have to be terrified of moths now? No, they don't. Where they don't they? have them around. Here. They don't have them around here. But where are they? I want to fucking know where they are. So uh, I can I'm not sure. There. I think South America. Jesus Christ. There's lampreys, which are those fish snake things. They're like fish, but they look like snakes. Okay. They're the ones I believe they. Are those the ones that like crawl up in your fucking junk? No, that is okay. the candiru, which is the Amazonian catfish critter that swims up the urethras of large pissing animals because it they think it's the warm water coming out of the gills of another fish, and so it'll go up there and get lodged. And it's that not sounds fucking or- great. That sounds fucking horrible. Yep. Uh, there are vampire finches. That's a fucking vampire bird. Oh my god! They I hate live, birds. Anyways, they live on the Galapagos. And they... Where the fuck are the Galapagos Islands? The Pacific? South Pacific, I believe. So is that like near like Japan or Hawaii or what? I don't think it's really near anything. I'm pretty sure that's why there's such a... Like Darwin went there and had all those ideas because they were so far apart from everything. And then also pretty far apart from one another. Each different animal, he could see the specific evolutionary points they had. Okay, so just don't go to the fucking Galapagos. Well, they don't eat people. I mean, they're not, like, flying down and attacking you. I feel like if I went there, one would attack me. It's possible. I mean... I'm pretty convinced. There are torpedo snails. It's an underwater snail, and it feeds off the blood of a specific fish, a torpedo fish of some sort. And they've got these long, pointy straw things that they drink the blood from the fish with using. Do they drink the blood of people? No. They're pretty deep down. Maybe they would if they could if they found one, but they're just snails. They're moving super slow, and a fish just kind of swims by, and they hit it, and that's it. Something that you should be afraid of is called the kissing bug. Now, I'm not sure where these fuckers are, but they bite people's faces while they sleep to drink the blood from them. That's fucking horrible. They totally suck. If you want to take a look at them, do an internet search, do an image search, and you can see these things. They suck. Do they totally like mangle you? Do they really not fuck you that up? much? But they bite your fucking face. I mean, they're not like a. It's not disfiguring, but it's still a bug biting your face and drinking your fucking and blood. drinking your fucking blood. There is one of these critters that I really like. It's called Culicoides anophilus. It's a very tiny gnat-like bug that drinks the blood of mosquitoes weird it's awesome so it's something like, actually feeds on mosquitoes it's a mosquito well lots of things feed on mosquitoes but it's a mosquito mosquito well yeah i mean but i meant you know like something tiny that 
Yeah, just bites like the, yeah, and drinks the a blood mosquito, of mosquito parasite. Not you know? doesn't just like swallow it up whole. Exactly, exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. So then, is it too tiny to like hurt people? It doesn't do shit to people. Okay, only to mosquitoes. Only to mosquitoes. It's like fuck okay. you, mosquitoes. Ha. Even you are plagued with some horrible, annoying little fucking pest that's going to drink your fucking blood at any opportunity. When I was looking up the animals, vampiric animals, it was just all these things are just so fucked up looking. You're like, ah, you know, bugs when they're close up are terrifying looking things. Like, Do you know that like if our atmosphere was different, like bugs would be like giant, like they were giant like back in the day. Oh, yeah. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Everything was big back in the day because of the temperature and certain gases in the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm glad they're not. I'm really glad, too. Because it would suck to have to carry a 45 just in case you saw a fly. It makes me think of that one movie, The Mist. Yes. It's a fucked up movie. It's better in black and white than in color. The CG really gets smoothed out in black and white. You know, I heard that and I... Don't think I've ever seen the black and white version. I, I have, think the DVD that I have doesn't have that. I got the v- DVD from a friend and it has both versions on it. <sighs> I lo- The way that movie ended is great, too. Oh, no, it's not. I love it. Stephen King, I believe, I I don't know if this is true, but I heard Stephen King saw the ending and was like, damn, I wish I would have done that ending. Because the ending is just so fucked up. It is so fucked up. That's why it's not great. Oh, my God. It is such a good ending. No. It's a bad ending. It's a bad ending. The whole movie is good until the bad ending. Oh, no. That's... No. 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 You're just... You wanted a happy ending. I wanted not that ending. I liked that ending. That was a really good ending. I would have been, like, so much happier if he killed everyone and himself. Yeah. I... I like I like how it ended. I like how it really ended super and fucked up. And then you up. see everything all, you know, like, oh, oh no. Yeah. The mistakes I've made. It's a, exactly. Exactly. I know. It's great. But it's he's great. a fucking idiot. You know, I really, I think he jumped the gun, so to speak, <laughs> on that one. You know, I I would not have done it until, like, they were actually coming down Straight on up. the car. Not just like, oh, it's out of gas. Time for everyone to fucking die. Yeah, I would have. Pretty much waited until there was no chance. Until it was like imminent. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not just like, oh, okay. Car runs out of gas. We stop. I'm going to kill everyone. Now I'm going to stand out here and wait for something to come. I mean, nothing was even coming yet. Well, they heard noises. But still. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong as far as that's concerned. He should have waited. He should have (laughs) waited. But but he didn't. He so didn't, that's a and terrible it made for an ending. ending that I thought was very good. It's it's steeped in irony. Oh yeah, it's it's powerful. I'll say it that is. much. But it's it it's still fucked up. It's, it's oh I, I'm not denying the fact it's fucked up. I just think it's good. I just well I can't I think, like fucked up. I I like fucked up too, but not that fucked up. I like that fucked up. <laughs> You're a fucked up person for liking that yeah. level of fucked up. I don't. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> You'd probably be the person back in like 600 AD that'd be like, "Hey, let's shove a giant fucking rock in this dude's <laughs> fucking mouth." Like, you know what? They can't bite us if they, you know, got a rock in their mouth. Right. Good call, Nate. Because yeah, my name and would I mean, be what's Nathan. up with Vlad? I mean, I get the fucking. I mean, why is it through his pelvis? You probably just to- making sure, just so you can't you can't rock the. You, 
like if your pelvis is free, you might be able to rock yourself back and forth and pop it out of your neck and out of your ankle. Mm-hmm. And if your pelvis and everything is down, you can't. I mean, I guess you could grab it with your hands and pull it out. I don't know if you can get the leverage to do so. I mean, you're the undead, so. Yeah, but I mean, even if you did, you got all those fucking rocks on you, and you're built oh, into yeah. the foundation. Oh yeah, and you're under the, the wall, and you're not, you're not getting out. The fucking spike, which basically in life would have been like through his dick. I feel like. Um... <laughs> well, it depends where. That I... just seems a little hateful. They said pelvis. That's a nice way of saying it was like through his fucking dick. Well, I the picture it was I through saw his junk area. The picture I saw. The picture was... you saw is of his skeleton. That's like and a million looked, years later. And it, not a million, but. It looked like it was through, like, a, like above his leg area, not straight through the center. And it was also, you know, just the one ankle. Why not both ankles? Mm-hmm. And his hands were free. Why was that the case? Yeah, maybe he had a really big dick, and it was just like they thought he had three legs. So maybe. So they, like, like got his right. one ankle, and they got his other hand. <laughs> they, got a, they got one leg. They got the other leg. That's why they thought he was going to be a vampire, is the three-leg thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, do you have anything more on vampires for us today, Joanna? Not today, but like I said, we will speak more on vampires in, in the a, future. We in have a future episode some some more vampire loving for you. But as far as uh, today, I think we are done. So thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And stay strange. Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes. Check out and like our Facebook page facebook.com slash stranger than podcast our twitter at underscore stranger than or drop us an email stranger than podcast at gmail.com that's stranger than podcast all one word at gmail.com also feel free to email us any strange mysterious or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about